Welcome to another episode of the Weekly Regular. My name is Asan. And my name is Brandon. How you doing, Brandon? I'm doing great. How are you doing, Asan? I'm doing well. Uh, uh, we are... How, how many miles apart are we right now? Like a thousand? Is it a thousand? Uh, at, at least a thousand. All yes. right. You are uh, you are um, in Montana, California. Just kidding. Uh, you're in the Mo- you're Mon- in the, <laughs> Montana, you're, California. You're in the state of Montana. <laughs> I am in the the great state of Montana. Yeah, Montana um, is basically uh, Lake Tahoe, right? It, yeah, once you get that far north, it's if, just all kind of blends yeah, together. If you're, if you're in Southern California, Montana is basically up there where Tahoe is. <laughs> Functionally, yeah. It's it's beautiful. There's trees, and it's just kind of... It's not uh, Southern California. Yeah. yeah. If, a, if you ask a Southern California person to draw a map of the U.S., it's like they draw L.A., right? And then like <laughs> d- like like a, a directly like six inches like if we're talking like scale on like a, a paper map like six inches directly north of that is San Francisco, and then kind of yep. no- and then it's basically Lake Tahoe all the way east until you get to like New York. <laughs> <laughs> it's yes, basically, exactly. it's basically how it works. Um, yeah, I'm in Montana for a, a gig, uh, that is later today and it's a relatively short trip. We flew in yesterday. Na- Nas is doing a one-off in uh, Boise or no, that's in, that's in Idaho. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, Nas, Nas is uh, doing a, a big Nas, big Nas Y, big Nas Y is doing a one-off in, uh, in Duluth or is that, is that in Montana? <laughs> uh i don't know i would go i would go with billings that would be my first or missoula right that's not where i am but missoula yeah missoula is in montana okay there we go what's the capital of montana let's do some quick trivia for you uh i'm gonna go with uh helena helena actually i'm pretty sure it's helena helena bottom carter is who you're thinking of No, John Bonham is who you're thinking of. <laughs> John Bonham. No, Bono is who you're thinking of. <laughs> no, uh, Sonny Bono is who you're thinking of. Um, uh, <laughs> you said Sonny Bono? Um, uh-huh. No, Sonny Liston is who you're thinking of. No, Lipton Ice Tea is what you're thinking of. <laughs> no, the rapper Ice Cube is who you're thinking of. <laughs> no, Vanilla Ice is who you're thinking of. <laughs> no, Millie Vanilli is who you're thinking of. <laughs> <laughs> no, Lil Wayne is who you're thinking of. <laughs> well, because a Millie? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Wayne from Millie Vanilli. From Millie Vanilli is crazy. <laughs> Vanilli. That's what see a lot of people don't know that that's what the original sample is. It's from uh, the beginning of a Millie Vanilli song. It's like it's one of them. It's one of them saying, "How would you like a Millie Vanilli?" And then Lil Wayne was like, "You know, you know, take that, isolate that. Let's let's pitch it down and just keep the first part." And it's like, "Oh Millie, oh Millie. That's where that came from. Uh, uh, Millie Vanilli, one of the biggest uh, influences on Lil Wayne. (laughs) So you find out Uh, one day, like, (laughs) you find out one day that Lil Wayne hasn't written any of his raps and he's just been lip syncing his whole career. (laughs) Like his voice sounds nothing like his rap voice. 
<laughs> he's like, I, I'm Dwayne <laughs> Carter. Like what? <laughs> Hold up, what? <laughs> oh man. Um, oh man. Anyway, so yes, I'm in Montana, mm-hmm. um, and we landed. Uh, it's in like a, a, a the upper corner, like almost to the border of Canada. Well, the upper echelon is um, that what you're trying to say? The the upper the upper echelon of Montana. They have a, a and, lot of people um, don't know that Montana actually has an Indian style caste system. <laughs> and we are in the <laughs> and you're in the, uh, the you're in the upper echelon cast. yeah you're in the, upper the montana cast system exactly. gotcha that's funny um yeah it's uh it's very beautiful nice. it's um there's a lot of trees a lot of fresh air uh and yeah uh it's funny because we landed and then we were gonna get an uber to the you're like you know what let's just, let's just walk it's so beautiful out here (laughs) um but i was concerned that that um montana and particularly this area might not have uber um but they do have uber here and his name is gregory (laughs) there's there's Uh, one guy (laughs) there's there's one guy uh and his name is gregory um because here's what happened we like got checked in in the hotel and then we're like, okay, great. Let's go get some food. So we called an Uber and this guy shows up and we're like, okay, great. And we, we're talking to him, whatever. He drops us off at the restaurant. Then we're like, hey, let's go to the downtown area. So we order another Uber, a different person. Same guy picks us up. Also named Gregory. Then, <laughs> you know, well, yes, because it's the same, it's the same dude. He's like, oh, hey, what's up guys? Oh, it is? And That's then, hilarious. Literally the same guy. And then, but that was a different person that called the Uber. And then we get to uh, like the downtown area. And then a couple of us split off and a couple of us are like, oh, let's go to the hotel. Um, and so <laughs> I say, hey, I'm going to go to the hotel. <laughs> so I call the Uber. And it's Gregory And who again? shows up? Same guy. But this time he goes, so uh, people from LA don't tip or what? Oh, (laughs) I know. And he's like, you're lucky uh, because each time you guys have called me, uh, like it's been a different person who's called the Uber. I wouldn't pick you up otherwise. We're like, oh, uh, wait, do you you guys not tip when you Uber? Well, no. So here's the thing. The first person tipped. The second person didn't tip because they didn't realize like that's a thing you should do. Uh, You always tip. And then I called the the last Uber, and you better believe I tipped. Mm-hmm. That's who. Wait, like a, can can you tell me the name of the person who didn't tip so I can shame them when I see them? <laughs> um, you don't know. Uh, it's one of the singers that you don't know. Uh, I know. I know who people are. Uh, well, I'll, maybe I'll bleep it out for the podcast. Okay, was it Gray? Yes, it was. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that doesn't surprise me. Yeah, she apparently uh, doesn't normally tip. Cause she she's she like now. she's like the Mona Lisa, Mona Lisa Saperstein, right? No, no, <laughs> that's uh, that's Mia Furman. Oh, okay. Uh, gotcha. Yeah, I I literally got her and uh, the the keyboard player who looks like Jean Ralphio to to do a bit. <laughs> on camera it was so funny mm-hmm. <laughs> actually you're thinking of john luke picard from star trek enterprise <laughs> <laughs> 
Actually, you're thinking of Luke Skywalker from Star Wars. You're actually thinking of Luke Galan, the science mon, is who you're thinking of. Oh, actually, that is actually exactly who I was thinking of. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> oh. All right. Um, but anyway, Montana's cool. Um, and we're playing, we're playing a thing tonight Mm -hmm. and then they drove the gear up here, uh, two guys. And so then I'm one of the two guys driving back. So I'm going to road trip all the way from the upper echelon of Montana (laughs) back down to civilization in Southern California. It's a classic gear, gear van handoff situation. Exactly. (laughs) One of those classic situations. Um, all right just so classic um how was how's your week what are you doing oh man what do i even do um i'm definitely not in montana uh what did i do um just been uh just just gigging a little bit i dj'd a um a school assembly my first uh my first high school assembly this week which was really fun oh yeah, I've done That's cool. I've done school dances. I've never done an assembly before. And uh this school is pretty cool. They're like a they're like an arts school. And so uh-huh. their campus is like in the arts district. Uh uh and so they have their assemblies at a like a like a music venue. Like the uh the Fox oh. Theater in Pomona is where they have their uh their assemblies. And so that was cool. Did they have to pre-sell tickets? For their <laughs> yeah, assembly? Ac- actually, I had to sell tickets in order to DJ for it. <laughs> it was kind of like a pay-to-play situation. That's cool, though. Yeah, you get enough t- uh, tickets. Get are, enough tickets to break even. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Tickets are twenty dollars at the door, but they're eighteen if you buy them from me. Um, <laughs> but uh, attendance is required. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was more of a mandatory donation si- uh, situation. No, uh, yeah, so it was at at the Fox Theater in Pomona, and um, yeah, it was cool. So, like, it was the vibe of a a school assembly, but it was all the logistical elements of, like, a real show, which was kind of fun for the the students, I believe. I was, like, up on a riser, and I was really loud and stuff. It was cool. I I assumed I was going to be... So it was basically like a rise conference. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) Yeah, Rachel Hollis was there. On a smaller scale. (laughs) Yeah, Rachel Hollis was there. She did a keynote for 45 minutes. Um, uh, every, wow. every high school student got a copy of girl, wash your face. <laughs> <laughs> it was great, dude. Oh, that's funny. Uh, no, it was, um, yeah, it was a lot of fun. It was, it was, it was a good time. Shout out to nice. Phil, shout out to Phil from the school. Shout out to Chelsea and Will from the school for making that happen. Um, also, why don't I give him a free, why don't I give him a free plug? Why not? Uh, the children are our future. Uh, if you if you have a, a child entering middle school or high school and you and they aspire to be a musician but you and they're in Southern California and you want them to get a good musical education but also learn how to go into business for themselves as a musician, uh, send your child to the School of Arts and Enterprise in Pomona, California. There's a great team of people there doing 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 it doing it big. And doing it, it, doing it, doing it big. And if you want to ensure that your child hears me DJ at least a couple times a year, send your kid to the School of Arts and Enterprise. Which I do. <laughs> which exactly. I do. Uh, if they want, they can buy tickets from me. They're $18, uh, $20 if you buy them at the door. <laughs> 
Yeah, what? What? It turns. It's, it, it's all a it pay to play situation. Like a, exactly. <laughs> hey, h- how much is tuition for the school? Well, it's uh, it's two thousand dollars a year at the door, but it's eighteen hundred dollars a year if you buy it for me. What? <laughs> like I have, I have, I have tuition tickets. That's your whole your whole plug just now was just in order to, to sell your pre-sale tuition. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Um. <laughs> oh, so, yeah. that's great. I did that. Um, what else? I've been doing a lot of DJing this week. I DJed at a um uh I have I partnered for a couple of years with a uh with this um building management company uh in like like the wilshire miracle mile area of los angeles uh and i dj uh at this building on wilshire uh i would say a couple times a quarter um just kind of whenever they have like times a quarter yes it's a a businessy thing i've never heard you use the term quarter before well, yeah, man, I'm uh, I'm talking about the building on Wilshire that I DJ at, so I got to use the correct terminology. Uh, but and, I will uh, let you know, honestly, my Q3 profits, uh, <laughs> yeah, uh, this quarter, yeah, they're, they're up. Yeah, unfortunately, the uh, uh, the unfortunately, I did play uh, a lot of good songs, but the the Dow still closed down uh, 800 points. So. <laughs> uh, no, it was uh, so. Yeah, I DJ like in their lobby of the building, like for random things, like when they have a Halloween party or Christmas party, or like they do these like staff, like not staff, but like tenant, because it's because it, it's like oh, excuse me, because it's like I'm going through puberty over here, because um, because <laughs> uh, uh, the the building houses a lot of different offices and stuff like that. Like there's like um, because it's right down the street from the SAG building. There's like a there's like um. A lot of like agent companies in there, like uh, art, like artist and actor representation companies and stuff in there, it's all that kind of stuff. So they do like uh, tenant appreciation days, like throughout the year, and they have me come in. They have like food trucks and stuff like that. It's pretty cool. So oh, I did nice. I did one of those this week uh, for a couple hours. I've uh, been DJing at a bar uh, on Fridays, covering for a friend of mine. Um, oh, also, I guess this is a quick opportunity to plug tonight. Uh, I know that's technically not my past week, but tonight uh, I'm DJing a house party being put on uh, by my improv team, one of my improv teams, uh, the team is called Lemon Pepper Wet, uh, (laughs) which sounds gross. Uh, it does. It's if called. You don't know, <laughs> if you don't know what it's referring to, yeah. If you don't, if you don't know wing culture, then you you're you're really grossed out by that. But no, they're uh, the team's <laughs> called Lemon Pepper Wet, and we're putting on a party tonight uh, to support. Um, uh, we have a show coming up on August twenty second at the Comedy Central stage on Santa Monica here in L A. Uh, so if you're free either tonight, <laughs> Saturday. Uh, well, when you hear this, it won't be the party will have passed. Yeah. So, <laughs> so, so if you were free this past Saturday and you have a time machine, uh, feel free to come back and, and hang out with us and you can hear me play Drake songs. Uh, and if you don't have a time machine, but you're hearing this message, there's still time. You will have about four days until the 22nd, uh, the 22nd, the Comedy Central stage um, on Santa Monica. 
I don't know how much tickets are, but uh, I know that they're less money if you buy them from me. Uh, so no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> um, uh, yeah, check out the Comedy Central stage on Santa Monica. Just check out the website, and I'm sure there's ticket information. But uh, yeah, Thursday, August 22nd, come out see some hilarious improv done by a group of very talented fellows. Uh, yeah, it'll be fun. But yeah, so that's Sweet. that's that's my week. Um, um, yeah. I had one other funny thing from the week okay. uh, that you would enjoy um, because in on the last um, Rise conference when we, were, when we were in Dallas, you and I roomed together, and the best part of rooming together was that we turned the thermostat all the way down, uh, <laughs> yeah. and we were freezing cold the entire time, and it was amazing. Um, this weekend and last weekend, I was in uh, Napa last weekend, um, and I'm sharing a room with somebody. Uh, mm-hmm. This weekend, it's mostly fine. But last weekend, the guy that I shared a room with, uh, the thermostat was just like a, or the the air vent was a really basic one. It just had like low and high. So mm-hmm. I was like, high, obviously. I'm going to put it all the way up. So I put it all the way up. Uh, I go in to like brush my teeth. Um, I come out and he's like wearing like a t-shirt and mm-hmm. shorts. And he's like, hey, uh, all right, good night, man. And he gets, he gets into bed. <laughs> And I wake up in the morning and he gets up and he gets out of bed and he's got, <laughs> he's got like sweatpants and a hoodie on. <laughs> and I was like, oh, hey, sorry, was it too cold for you? He's like, no, no, it's it's fine, dude. Don't. He's the nicest guy. He's like, oh, don't don't worry about it, man. It's totally fine. Uh, but nah, I felt nah, dude, really went, bad. Nah, dude, he went in the bathroom and shoved your toothbrush up his butt. <laughs> No, man, everything's good. We're fine. We're fine. Everything's fine. <laughs> let me let me uh, just uh, run to the bathroom real quick be- before you uh, brush your teeth. Yeah. Nice. So not everyone's into the cold. Well, see, the thing, I think you just proved why you should always keep it cold in the room. Because if you're cold, just add more layers, man. That's that's all that is. I can't take if my skin. I can't take my skin off if I'm too hot. You know. If I could, I absolutely <laughs> yeah, would. If I, if I could, if there were a procedure safe enough for me to put the skin back on once I'm, I'm done, I would for sure do it. Um, but until then, it's just going to be cold. Sorry. <laughs> oh man! All right, should um, we should we get into some headlines? Yes. All right. Where do Let's you want to start? Do you have any movie stuff? Okay, so. Uh, I got a couple, couple movie things. Okay. Wait, at least one. Oh, yeah. Okay, I got two things. All right, go Um, ahead. Start. Let's go. Okay, did you see, I don't know if you're going to care about this, but (laughs) in the, they announced that the new Disney Plus streaming service, Uh they're going to have a couple at least at least one i think maybe two star wars shows and yep. ewan mcgregor is going to be reprising his role as obi-wan kenobi yeah i figured that would happen uh what those two star wars uh, shows are the mandalorian and what else um is I it like an obi-wan kenobi like centric show or is he just going to be around does that make sense uh, yeah, I don't think it's a Obi-Wan centric thing. I think he's going to be a minor character in it because yeah. there was talk of making an Obi-Wan spin-off movie and yeah. I think they're not doing that. Yeah. So I I'm, I'm assuming he's just going to kind of be around in the show. Yeah. Um not probably a, a full 
full character. Why but do yeah. you, as someone who's like a Star Wars expert, why do you think they don't want to do an Obi Wan movie? Oh, I think because Rogue One and uh, Solo, those spinoff movies didn't do as well as they wanted them to. So they're stopping doing the, the spinoff movies. Um, mm-hmm. And so that's that's why I think. Uh, we'll see. I think you could. I don't know. I think fans. <coughs> excuse me. I think with that with an Obi Wan movie, I think it's a unique case because I think fans do want to see that, and I think you could do an Obi Wan movie that's a small enough budget to where these movie the movies don't have to make five hundred million dollars in order for them to make sense. Do you know what I'm saying? Y- yeah. Because when you because well, Solo was essentially a like a Star Wars movie, like it had the budget of a Star Wars movie, and Rogue One yeah. this is the same. If you made a small, you know, you know character study movie about obi-wan wandering the desert or whatever i mean you could do that fairly cheaply and and make your money back but i guess disney doesn't well, Dis- believe I feel disney like- doesn't believe in that anymore yeah exactly i was gonna say why I feel make like disney why make only- a movie <laughs> why make a movie for 50 million dollars and make 400 million dollars when we can make a movie for 500 million dollars and make a billion dollars <laughs> <laughs> right exactly i guess yeah. Oh man. Um, yeah. Uh, there's that, and then I also saw because Apple is having Apple TV Plus, um, oh, man. their streaming service. What? And what is they, that? They. Oh, that's that's Apple streaming service. That's but also what is coming. It, what does it include? So that's their all their own original programming. I think we t- we talked about this a couple months ago because they announced it. Um, Do they have any like, original programming? No, they're making. They've bought up like Steven Spielberg is doing stuff for them. Oh, oh they, that's right. They they just previewed. It was a, a super teaser um, for a show called The Morning Show, and it's like Steve Carell, Reese Witherspoon. Uh, I forget who else, but it's like it's like very serious, maybe a little too serious uh, drama about like. The Good Morning America style show and like delivering the news. Oh, um, it's kind of like Newsroom, but of a morning show. I, th- I think so. Yeah. Have you watched news? Um, the Newsroom with Jeff Daniels. I've just seen the one clip <laughs> that everyone has seen that like <laughs> about went around how Facebook. America's not tight. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Um, you should watch. You should really watch that show. It's really good. It ran for like four seasons, uh, and it's really, really, really good. It's a, uh, it's it's. It's melodramatic at times, but I mean that's Aaron Sorkin, uh, right? But it's it's really good. Jeff Daniels is like a charm machine. Everyone, it basically. Have you seen this? Have you seen the Social Network? Yeah, it's like if you took. It's like the it's like the people in newsroom like exist in the same universe as a Social Network. Like that's how everyone talks. Uh, so everyone talks a mile a minute and everyone's super witty. Like everyone talks like they're a character that's been written by a writer, you know? <laughs> right, right. It, but in the best way possible. Um, it's it's really good, man. Like each each episode, like uh, each episode is based around like a real life news event between the years of like 2008 and 2012. Um, so oh, it's, interesting. Yeah, it's it starts with, uh, I think the first episode is the BP oil spill and it's kind of, 
that's where it starts. It's it's really good, man. I think it's a great format for a show to like use real news events and stuff like that. Um, so right. yeah. Do you know who's developing the show? Is it an Aaron Sorkin show? Um, I forget. Let me look it up. Um, yeah, I think you would really Apple. like Newsroom though. It's Jeff Daniels and in, in you know not playing what's his name from Dumb and Dumber Harry. <laughs> Right. <laughs> what a crazy uh, oh, career. Oh, Jennifer he's had. Aniston. Mm-hmm. Jennifer Aniston, Reese Witherspoon, Steve Carell, Mark Duplass. Oh, from the league. Uh, Mark Duplass. Yep. Yep. Yeah, he's um, funny. Um no <laughs> no people of color in the show? Great. <laughs> no, there is. There's uh I'm gonna butcher her name. Uh oh. Is it uh, an is it an Indian name? I don't know. Gugu Mbatha Ra. Oh yeah, yeah. She's in um uh that the episode of Black Mirror that I love. Uh that um uh San Junipero episode of uh Black Mirror where they're like Oh yeah. She, yeah, she's the That's a great episode. The black chick in that, yeah. Nice. It's basically um. <laughs> it's basically like if you're casting like a single uh, like a singular black woman in a in like a big budget TV show, it's either her or Tessa Thompson. <laughs> <laughs> it's like those two. Yep. <laughs> those two are the safe That's ones. That's funny. Or either and if you and, and if <laughs> the they need safe to, ones. <laughs> and if they need to be older, Tandy Newton. <laughs> <laughs> That's like yep. the three. Those are the only type That's of funny. black women allowed on TV. <laughs> <laughs> unless you the, the unless, safe choices uh, yeah unless you're like unless you're like exceptional and you develop your own show the like it's those three actresses are allowed to be on tv right unless yeah or unless you're oprah <laughs> yeah that's that's pretty much it yep i he, uh the other day i was at the grocery store and you saw oprah at the grocery store <laughs> Yeah, to beat me to the punch. Uh, I was walking down the... I was like a, a distance from mm-hmm. the frozen food aisle. Mm-hmm. And I saw in the... Like where the frozen pizzas are. There was a pizza... Like a, a box of frozen pizza. Mm-hmm. And the branding on it, it had a gigantic O. And I was like, what is this? Oprah pizza? You got to be kidding me. And then I was like... No, Brandon, this is just an O for something else, probably organic or something. And it's not that. Like, she doesn't have a monopoly on the letter O. And then I got closer and realized that she does have a monopoly on the letter O because it is an Oprah pizza that you can buy. I didn't know. Wow. I didn't know she had food. That's crazy. Yeah. It was nuts. Yeah. She's so big. She has the letter O. Yeah. That's funny. Hmm. Like, what if you're just named Oprah also? <laughs> Can you, like, not ever own anything? Because <laughs> everything is already copywritten with, the, with, the, with yeah. the name Oprah. Legally, uh, I think if you try to name your kid Oprah, you immediately get sued. <laughs> yeah, you get sued. You have to sign an NDA. It's, it's the whole thing. Um, do you think anyone's tried to name their kid Oprah after the year, like, 1985? Probably not, huh? Oh, 100%. No, totally. Really? I'm positive. Yeah. You think there's another person named Ellen DeGeneres? There's got to be. <laughs> oh, I saw um, this week there's a guy on Twitter uh, mm-hmm. who has been getting 
just the worst tweets uh, from people at him because his name is Jeffrey Epstein. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Speaking of which. Yes. Um, so uh, uh, we, we uh, Jeffrey, uh, uh, sadly this week, um, uh, a national treasure uh, uh, we has left us this week. Uh, I guess we'll do our in memoriam segment uh, right now. Are you calling Jeffrey Epstein a national treasure? <laughs> I mean, to some people, <laughs> to, to, <laughs> to his to his to clientele, a billionaires, and that's about it. <laughs> yeah, hey man, one man's one man's sexual predator and sexual predator facilitator is another man's is treasure. Every <laughs> every. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh oh uh, that's do you think uh, okay, somewhere so, do you think somewhere in washington behind closed doors maybe that maybe that the basement of that pizza parlor where uh uh with hillary clinton do you think there's like somewhere yeah, behind <laughs> yeah, maybe behind some closed doors in washington right now there's like a candlelit like memorial going on with like uh it's so hard to say <laughs> goodbye being played <laughs> just a, just like three to, three to five billionaires just like holding candles it's so hard to say goodbye to yesterday <laughs> sadly there probably is for um, sure um did you we're a did, little we're oh go no i was gonna say uh are you were you gonna say we're a little late on jeffrey epstein yes a little bit, but uh, what, what, the 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 headline we're not late on is: Did you see that he had a uh, a weirdo painting of Bill Clinton in a dress and heels in his townhouse? What? No. <laughs> so so Jeffrey Epstein apparently I haven't read too hard into the article, but apparently he had a custom painting of Bill Clinton with like the body of a woman in like a blue dress with heels, like laying on a couch, like. <sighs> Yeah, in 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 his townhouse. Isn't that weird? Isn't that crazy? That's super weird. I'm yeah. pulling up the article right now. Yep. This is bonkers. Uh-huh. Um Yeah. I feel like we're watching Man. a weird episode of Law and Order SVU and like no one's calling it out. <laughs> it's like I've only seen like one episode of Law and Order SVU. That, that's all you need. And here's what happened. Yes. <laughs> they're pretty much all the same. But what happened was they were like they were a bunch of furries, like people who like dressed up as animals and had orgies and stuff. Hold on, hold on, slower, slower. And and, <laughs> and there was um, there was a murder that happened, and then but they were diving into this super weird world, uh, mm. and it feels like that's what's what's happening, what's playing yeah. out with with Jeffrey Epstein. Yeah, why? I, I also, my question is my question is why did Jeffrey Epstein have to come into our dimension? Why couldn't he just stay in his dimension? Uh, oh, because <laughs> are you referring to the fact that Alex Jones talks about uh, interdimensional, interdimensional child molesters? <laughs> yeah, man, it's a real problem, and the fluoride in the water is turning the frogs gay. <laughs> you're not yelling loud enough <laughs> yeah i do that's, i do have a very info wars, across I, I do have a very info wars podcast set up right now i have like one mic on top of a desk with a computer <laughs> and you're, you're filming it yeah i'm sweating i'm filming you're it looking looking right into the camera 
Yeah. Joe, Joe Rogan's here. We're drinking whiskey. <laughs> oh, uh, did you listen to the Joe Rogan Bernie Sanders interview? I did. Yeah. What'd I was gonna I was gonna talk about that too. Um, yeah, that was good. I think Bernie did a good job uh, for himself. Uh, I think in terms of like his presidential candidacy, I think uh, in scoring political points, I think he did a good job on the interview by making himself sound sane and sound coherent. Because a lot of the Very lot of the criti- a lot of the criticism from the opposition about Bernie Sanders that he sounds. Uh, crazy when he starts to get really passionate in debates and yell. He sounds like a kooky old man. <laughs> and I think <laughs> I think he did a very good job of sounding sane and reasonable and and yeah, I think it was really good. Although I did yeah, have I, I did so have too. a note here um over the last couple weeks, I think it's just really funny where we are now with how politics are done in the different platforms that uh presidential candidates are going to now like <laughs> like george w bush would have never gone on joe rogan you know what I mean? right <laughs> like like uh, yeah, or, or even joe rogan or even barack obama like when barack obama was first running like there's no way he's going on some guy's podcast you know <laughs> at what well, so after i think it was after he was president he went on mark Marin. Right, right. That was after he was president, uh, though. That was after he... Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? But it's just crazy, like... Uh, <laughs> it's just crazy, like... So we had Joe, we had, uh, Joe Rogan hosted uh, Bernie Sanders, and Andrew Yang was on, like, The Breakfast Club, which is, like, a hip-hop morning show <laughs> in, with Charlemagne the God. Like, it's just, it's just yeah. funny, man, like, the different platforms that you have to go to now um, to engage the American audiences is, is... I don't know, man. I just thought it was funny. Yeah, well, it's we're going to start seeing presidential Bernie, candidates hosting SNL. <laughs> that literally happened because when Trump was running for president, he hosted SNL for real. Yeah. And S- SNL got a ton of crap for it Yeah, uh, because it's just a bunch of extra airtime and like gets to put him in a positive light Yeah, th- um, that no one else gets to get. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Je- Jeb Bush didn't host the following week. <laughs> although no that, one would watch that although that would have been amazing <laughs> i know he would have ended every every time he delivers a joke he'd be like please clap <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah oh man that's funny um okay oh. <clears throat> uh let's before we leave movies uh i know we've already, kind of already left movies but we um, we left movies like 10 minutes ago hold on man let's circle we'll back. back uh uh, have you seen the trailer for Shia LaBeouf's new movie, Honey Boy? No. So Shia LaBeouf has, uh, I believe he's written the movie, uh, but somebody else is directing. Um, he's it's like writ- about his life, right? Yeah, it's like an autobiographical movie um, that is essentially like a fictionalized version of his childhood. Because his father, I believe, was either a stunt double or like a visual effects guy, like some kind of role like that, like... You know, like he was in, you know, Hollywood stuff, but like always was kind of like Hollywood adjacent. Does that make sense? Um, yeah. And then, of course, we know Shia LaBeouf was a child actor um, from a young age and stuff like that. So it in his I, apparently his dad was kind of a kind of manic and kind of crazy. And so it's mm-hmm. it, he, Shia LaBeouf has written it and Shia LaBeouf plays his father. And um, 
one of those kids, probably one of the Stranger Things kids or something, <laughs> plays uh, <laughs> plays plays young Shia LaBeouf. Uh, it's either it's either one of the Stranger Things kids or that kid from uh, Room with uh, Brie Larson, that Jeff Jeffrey Tremblay kid or whatever his name is. Jeffrey Tremblay. I don't, I don't know. know if, I don't, I don't know, know if Jeffrey's his first name, but uh, it's one of those kids. You know, it's like a like a, yeah. one of those pale white kids with brown hair. You know. Um, (laughs) uh, um, uh, it looks good though I watched the trailer uh, Shia LaBeouf is man Shia LaBeouf does not get enough credit as an actor he's he's a phenomenal actor and he in the trailer he's doing a real good job Um, I don't know his father but it seems like what all the character choices Shia LaBeouf seems to be making seem to be really good looks like it's going to be a really good performance I think if Shia if Shia LaBeouf were if he were taller and like less weird, I think he'd be in the same conversation with like Leonardo DiCaprio and those guys because he he's a really really, really oh, good yeah. actor, you know. Yeah, I think because I personally think Leonardo DiCaprio is the best actor in the world right now. Yes, yeah, I I feel like I don't know if anyone would argue with that. Yeah. I mean, my favorite yeah. actor in the world is Tom Hanks, but I think Leo is... It's weird to say better actor when you're comparing Leonardo DiCaprio and Tom Hanks. <laughs> I do think <laughs> I do think that Leonardo DiCaprio is probably more versatile of an actor. Like He maybe has a wider range than Tom Hanks does. Um, yeah. But I think, yeah, if you go scene for scene, like if you had Tom Hanks and Leonardo DiCaprio both do a scene from Hamlet, like I think Leonardo DiCaprio takes that. Um, yeah. But Tom Hanks, dude. I mean, you can't lo- you can't not love Tom Hanks. I know who 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 in their right mind would be like, no, nah, I'm not a I'm not a big Tom Hanks guy. Maybe maybe the guy that Tom Hanks beat out for uh, uh, what was his first show? Wasn't Mork and Mindy? Tom was Hanks show? wasn't a Mork and Mindy. Or what's the other? Or Bosom Buddies? What was his first show? I think his first show was maybe Tom Bosom Buddies. Hanks? Yeah, he started off on like a uh, sitcom. He did, yeah, man. Hey, you're you're the you're the big, world's biggest Tom Hanks fan. You should know this. He started off on a sitcom before he started doing movies. Uh, I think it was Bosom Buddies. Is that a movie? <laughs> I don't know. I don't know white culture from before the nineties. Yeah, he was on. Um, he, he was on Bosom Buddies. Bosom Buddies. Yeah, a, a very weird title. Oh yeah, because they were like in drag. You could what? definitely not make this show now. Yeah. Uh, no. So Kip and I'll read you the description from Wikipedia. Uh, Kip and Henry, two young studs working for a New York ad agency, come home to, come home to find their apartment building being demolished. Amy, the receptionist, convinces them to move into her complex. The problem is that it's a complex for women only. <laughs> but, <laughs> but the but the rent is cheap. To get the low rent joint, all they have to do is dress in drag. Enter Buffy and Hildegard, aka Kip and Henry. Sonny and Isabel are two cuties living in the same building. Sonny being heavily pursued by Kip, or was it Buffy? Oh man, someone at the uh, someone at, someone oh over at uh, someone uh, is getting real cute with the description here. Um, <laughs> the, the ruse, the ruse is eventually uh, known by all the women in the building, but 
uh, but by now, Buffy and Hildegard are each just one of the girls. The show was a launching point in the career of eventual movie megastar Tom Hanks, who played Kip slash Buffy in the series. Yeah, man, this was a real show. That's crazy. You absolutely cannot make that now. And actually, if this got dug up and people all remember that he was in the show, Tom Hanks might get canceled. <laughs> yeah. Bosom Buddies. The show, the show and, was called. It's called Bosom, Bosom Buddies. buddies. <laughs> That's bonkers. Oh yeah, man, man, crazy, right? Um, That's crazy. Yeah, so that was a real thing that happened, and that was like his first, his first thing. And from then on, he um, went, yeah, went and on became to Tom, Tom Hanks. Hanks. That's wild. <laughs> yep. Um, did you see the trailer for Dolomite is my name? <laughs> so I saw the headline. I haven't watched the trailer yet. It's Keegan Michael Key, right? Well, it's a lot of people, but Keegan Michael Key is in it. Okay. Um, but the main person's Eddie Murphy. Oh, really? Oh, I definitely need to watch the it's, trailer then. It's Eddie Murphy. Okay. Get ready for this. Eddie Murphy, Wesley Snipes, Keegan Michael Key. Uh, I don't know who that guy is. Chris Rock, Craig Robinson. Uh, Titus Burgess, Mike Epps, T.I., uh, and that's all of the recognizable Can, I, can I watch the trailer real quick? Sure. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to comment as we're watching it. Oh, this cast. Oh, we're going to live watch it. Yeah. <laughs> Eddie Murphy looks crazy. Yes. Oh, that's a... Uh, uh, and this is uh, coming to Netflix. Oh, that's Lenore. I was like, it's funny. I'm like 30 seconds into the trailer and uh, I was wondering if it like what it's going to be rated because like this movie, I can guarantee you the one way to make sure this movie is not funny is to make sure it's PG-13. <laughs> of course. Yeah. But when he started dropping F-bombs, I'm like, yes, this is the Eddie Murphy I want. All right. One, one second. I'm <laughs> the, the Eddie Murphy that we all deserve. Yeah, exactly. This is Eddie Murphy's uh, Dark Knight. Uh, okay, here we go. <laughs> <laughs> you look like a pimp. I didn't know Dolomite was a real person. Yeah, I didn't know either. He's wearing a wig. That's funny. Oh, this is going to be amazing. Of course, uh, Paul Giamatti's in this as like the one his agent. Oh, he is. No, oh, but see him. no, but it's a Paul Giamatti looking guy. Oh, Snoop is in oh. this. <laughs> oh, that's right. He's not listed on the on the IMDb. Oh, this is hilarious. This is going to be really good. Yeah, I feel like everybody's in it. This um, is, oh man, this is really good. Yeah, does it have a release date? Because it's coming to Netflix. Uh, I'm looking at. I'm looking. It'll probably probably not till next year. <clears throat> Let yeah. me see. Make your own legend, Keegan Michael Key. <laughs> oh, uh, I um, like I like this move. I like this trailer because. <laughs> Do you know karate? No, but I'm a fast learner. 
That's funny. Um, <laughs> uh, I like this trailer. Oh, I'm happy to see uh, Wesley Snipes again. Oh, man. You happy it's to see too, this? It's too bad Bernie Mac is not alive because he would totally be in this movie. Oh, totally. Wow. Uh, what were you saying? Um, the reason I like this, and I wonder if it's a black person who made this movie. Um, <laughs> God damn, Dolomite. <laughs> um, oh, this looks great. Hold on. Here comes the release date. Hold on. Was it as good as Shaft? That's funny. Uh, No release. Oh, select theaters and Netflix is fall. Um, so the fall. So probably November or something like that, maybe. Um, yeah. The reason I like this trailer is because they're, man, they're, 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 they're telling like a, even though it's, it's obviously it's a comedy, it, it, it seems like everyone's taking it seriously. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah, like it feels like a real movie, which is very refreshing. Because usually, like <laughs> when you when you have a bunch of black people in a movie, like it feels like the studio gave them the note, like, "Hey, man, we're not gonna make this movie unless uh, unless we all know that this is a joke, right?" You know, <laughs> <laughs> you know. Uh, but yeah. I like that they're taking this as seriously as they would if this was like some white character. Uh, I think yeah. it looks really. It looks like a good movie. Like I'm very excited for this. Um, let me ask you a question as a, as a naive white person. Yeah. Um, uh, I don't know if this movie would necessarily be classified as this, but the, that era and the, the style of movie that they're shooting in this movie, uh, is black exploitation. Is that correct? Uh, this movie is not a black exploitation movie. Uh, black exploitation. it's, it's. It's being presented, and it's not even really being presented in the style of a black exploitation movie. Uh, a good example of a modern movie that's uh, in the style of a black exploitation movie, but isn't really a black exploitation movie, is um, the movie Black Dynamite. Have you seen that movie? No. <laughs> of course you haven't. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> that well, is seen. <laughs> that it's movie. Not, it's not, I didn't specifically not see that movie. It's just, it's You're like, no, I, I refuse to see that. Um, no, that, that is a movie, uh, that is, it's a comedy. It's basically a parody of what black exploitation movies were. Um, which is what, uh, they're, they're exactly what they are. They're an exploitation film, but, uh, the, the center of the exploitation, the idea of an exploitation film is like, uh, you put something on screen that people have secretly always wanted to see and you're exploiting that. So like, like a white exploitation movie would be like, um, Oh man, like maybe like a no, it's I can't really think of a, a white exploitation movie. Maybe like one of those movies uh, like a, um a, a good a good white exploitation show is Bosom Buddies starring Tom Hanks. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, like a white exploitation movie would be like um the only example I can think of right now is a movie called Hobo with a Shotgun that came out a couple like a few years ago, maybe like eight, ten years ago. And it was okay. like basically like this guy <laughs> this I mean exactly what it sounds like. Um, they were usually B movies, <laughs> and it, it was it's a movie where like usually your main character is like shit upon for like the first thirty minutes, and then like then they go on like this like 
<laughs> usually like a rampage or like so in this movie in right. hobo with, hobo with a shotgun it's like this guy who's like treated like shit by like the big you know corporations and stuff like that and then he gets a shotgun and goes and murders a bunch of like corporate people um yeah um so so exploitation movies are kind of like that where like it's like yeah, you're taking in like a fantasy of like the the masses or like a certain people group and you're like exploiting that by putting by making the movie that so like a black exploitation okay. movie would be um there were a lot of them in the 70s where it's like you know we know black people you know we, we know black people love watching you know detective movies but like what if there was a t- like shaft is like exploitation so like what if there was like a uh, a black detective and he was the coolest guy and he always got all the chicks and he killed all the bad guys with no remorse and 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 he took out the you know that you know that white man that's holding you down at work well what if that white man was actually a crime boss and the coolest black guy you know rolled up in a leather jacket and shot that sucker in the face that uh, that's what <laughs> i mean that's black exploitation and okay. they're not always so it's the lead is not always a cop but the, a lot of them were that like he's either a cop or just yeah. like a really bad dude who didn't have time for jive turkeys <laughs> okay but the term uh, like a, a black exploitation movie is a good thing yeah it's not like a, it's not a because uh, it, it it's not sounds, a derogatory it term. sounds Okay, because it sounds like a bad thing, like you're exploiting black people. No. Um, oh, you know what? A good modern example of a black exploitation movie is, uh, well, Quentin Tarantino does a lot of exploitation movies just in general. Um, uh, uh, okay. Uh, the, his movies tend to to, to walk those lines, uh, especially like um, Kill Bill, that series, uh, kind of, especially with the second and third one, teeters into exploitation. Uh, but Jackie Brown was... Um, uh, like a modern ex- a black exploitation film by Quentin Tarantino, but also Django Unchained is like, uh, okay, is by definition uh, an exploitation movie. I mean, gotcha. to, to a certain extent, so is um, Inglorious Bastards. That's that, that that's like the perfect example of like a white exploitation movie. It's like, what if there was a group of Jews who didn't who who were soldiers and they didn't put up with the Nazis and they went around murdering Nazis? Like that's the, that's like, right, <laughs> carte right, blanche. Right. What a uh, an exploitation movie is. Gotcha. Or have I, you seen I, uh, just, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood? I haven't seen it yet, no. The last act of that movie dips into exploitation because it's like, you want me to spoil it for you? No, don't spoil it. Okay, I won't spoil it for you. Never mind. I do want to see it. All right. Um, no, I've just been confused for a long time. I think it's it's the same uh, naming structure as like women's suffrage. Where you're like, oh, well, I'm not for women's suffrage. Like, I'm <laughs> yeah. not for black exploitation. Yeah. No. And yeah, it's the opposite of what it sounds like. Yeah. But then, yeah, in, uh, uh, like political language is also confusing because there are some words that or some phrases that sound positive but are used by white people as derogative, like affirmative action. <laughs> right. So like, yeah, I know it can be conf- it can be confusing, but no, black exploitation is not inherently a bad thing. I think it can gotcha. be a bad thing. Um, it, it's all about intent. So like when black filmmakers would make black exploitation movies like okay great but if like you know there's a bunch of rich white dudes making you know black fantasy movies it's like well (laughs) what what's going on what's going on here you know um why are you guys making this yeah (laughs) yeah so yeah there's that um yeah no that looks great i'm glad i watched that trailer uh uh, yeah, that looks really good. So this isn't a black exploitation movie. This is this is really it's like um, 
it's not a biopic because like it's not it's based on a true story but i don't think it's like i don't think it's really biographical it's not uh, trying to, yeah it's not trying yeah, to be accurate yeah, it's more so just like a a dramatic retelling or something. I don't know, uh, like a fictionalized version gotcha. of that guy's life is what it seems like. I don't know. I didn't know. I wasn't familiar with Dolomite, but as way before my time. But yeah, this looks yeah. great. Uh, the cast is insane. Um, yeah, I think it's a great decision by Netflix to to buy this movie because it's a uh, um this will bring. I mean, obviously, it's it's always great to have really good stuff that serves audiences other than like a bunch of white people um, and really yes. good quality stuff that does that. And also I think this is a great movie for Eddie Murphy to like kind of return to. Yeah. Um, it's not, he's not dressed as a woman. He's not Norbit. It's it's, it's, it's something that rem- will remind us like how good Eddie Murphy is, not just how like silly he can be. And I, I'm, really right. really looking forward to this it looks looks really good i'm i'm very happy yeah. this movie is being made um but this kind of marks the beginning of the eddie murphy renaissance that we're about to get I for know. the next <laughs> the next two years probably with this movie and yeah. then i know he's signed on to do a a netflix comedy special for like 70 yeah. million dollars or something crazy <laughs> yeah that's crazy yeah Eddie Murphy's yeah he's he's back baby also yep. did you see the trailer and for the new uh, Dave Chappelle stand-up special oh no there's another one it's called uh, Sticks and Stones uh, with Netflix yeah uh, dude he's 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 so rich I know uh, he's Neil, a machine man yeah he is uh, Neil Brennan's loving it he's loving it of course yeah <laughs> just just look at him he's loving it uh that's a that's a dave Chappelle reference actually um oh. that's it's a very funny bit uh dave Chappelle in the bit is talking about how uh <laughs> how uh how, how about the stereotype of black people loving chicken and he's like uh oh. <laughs> he's like i he's like i hate he's like i hate eating chicken in public because i feel like the white people are all just looking at me like look at him he loves it <laughs> <laughs> uh, but the joke is like man everyone loves fried chicken and watermelon if you don't like fried right. chicken and watermelon like it's something wrong with you <laughs> right um but yeah the trailer for the comedy special is really funny it's like dave Chappelle walking through like like some kind of like salt flat like desert thing <laughs> and it's like it, it the shot it's all shot very like compelling like oh what's going on and then Morgan Freeman, uh, his voice comes in. He's doing the voiceover. <laughs> and he's like, this is yeah. Dave Chappelle. And then he's like, blah, 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 blah. But then like it, it slowly turns into Morgan Freeman just like cussing and being really off the cuff, which is really funny because you never hear Morgan That's Freeman talk funny. like that. <laughs> right. He's like, no, I mean, like, he's like, but what is this? Nah, but I really mean, like, what is this? Like, how did Dave get out here? Like, <laughs> it's really funny. And yeah, it's, it called, it's called Sticks and Stones. It's, uh, yeah, it looks really cool. Dave Chappelle, black people getting rich. Um, (laughs) Oh, speaking Uh, of which, uh, you want to go to the NFL and Jay-Z real quick? Yes. Well, so I was going to say time-wise, I got like probably 15 minutes and then I should should, uh, head over to the venue. All right. Uh, Uh, But yes, let's let's talk about it. uh, A very divisive headline, I would say, at least in the black community uh, this week. 
uh, Jay-Z's Rock Nation is partnering with the NFL to handle all their musical entertainment needs, uh, like for their events, Super Bowl halftime show, that type of stuff. Also, as part of the deal, Jay-Z is heading up their, I think it's called the Inspire Change Initiative, which is essentially the NFL's um, uh, coalition to improve you know, social issues uh, within the league and uh, under their umbrella, dealing with brutality, racial inequality, things yeah. like that. Um, so, yeah, they did a press conference announcing this. Jay-Z sitting next to Roger Goodell, the NFL... Um, uh, commissioner commissioner uh yeah and they uh uh announced it to the world uh to a, a very mixed mixed reactions uh at least in the black community from what i've seen some people feel like uh and and oh i, I should say that uh, colin kaepernick is not a part of this um in yes. any in any way um there are reports that jay-z called him beforehand uh but the details oh, of that con- the details of that conversation obviously are not public but um right uh but so a lot of black people feel uh so some some black people uh, and i think i kind of lean more towards this i think it's uh i think it's not uh it's not perfect but i do think it's a step in the right direction uh f- yeah. for the nfl and and uh and here's why because the nfl for a long time um has prided itself not necessarily explicitly they would never say this but it's prided itself on being good old a fa- good old family fun emphasis on good old and they've really only served their you know sort of white baby boomer audiences yeah. uh to a, yeah. to a, uh to a certain degree uh and it's kind of uh prided itself on being like Look, uh, we're we're safe programming to watch for white people who don't want to deal with any of that that rap crap, you know. Um, and it's right. and it's and there's always been this kind of air of stuffy whiteness around the NFL, which is ironic because you know <laughs> most right. of the of the of the talent on the field is is being produced by black bodies, um, right. and you know, and of course. And it, it, and even the optics of professional football tend to be pretty problematic because you look at all the players killing themselves on the field. And it's a bunch of black guys, and then you look just above that, and it's and it's mostly white people, you know, with a few black faces sprinkled into the coaching staff. And then you go way above that in the ivory tower of the sky boxes, and yeah. there's the you know the old white owners who are just like you know high-fiving and celebrating when uh one of their black players does something great and looking all menacingly and mean when <laughs> when they don't do something great right and the optics of that are always terrible so there is still like you know there's there's these like embedded dynamics of inequality just within the structure of the institution um but yeah totally but so you would think at the very least they would embrace you know the culture of the players who are on the field you know, essentially selling the tickets um, because you're right. not there. You're not there to see uh, Jerry Jones and Robert Kraft tackle anyone. Like you're you're, <laughs> the, you're there to see you know Dak Prescott and you're there to see Ezekiel Elliott. And uh, I'm a Dallas Cowboys fan. I don't know if you noticed, but um, <laughs> well, but, I don't know any of those players, so I didn't <laughs> notice. But yeah, I'm the, sure the listeners at home did. Yeah, and, and I think um, an, so. Conversely, I think an organization that has done this way better. Um, is the NBA uh, and the trust me the NBA is not oh, totally. is not without uh, you know its own problems but 
they have embraced the culture of those, not only of the players who play in the NFL and sell the tickets, but also of the you know their audience. Uh, they have embraced hip hop culture and made it uh, not just hip hop culture, but just black culture in general, and have made it a part of the experience. Uh, of the NBA for a long time. Um, there's artists that have performed yeah. at NBA halftime shows that would never uh, perform at a Super Bowl halftime show. <laughs> you yeah. know what I mean? Like J. Cole and, and, and rappers that aren't necessarily um, the, the in terms of branding and marketing, like they're not the highest, biggest, most like safe crossover, you know, Chance the Rapper, you know, esque rappers. <laughs> Uh, no no uh no disrespect to chance but uh uh yeah so the nba has been doing this for a while um but um the nfl is um even even and we we don't have to we don't have to stay on this forever but even like in the nba like their dress code is much more um like i feel like in, in the nfl like you have to wear a suit and tie which is yeah. crazy because like as a as someone who did it's play so sports opposite yeah. yeah as someone who did play sports for a long time football for a long time like the last thing you want to do right before you go play a game of football is is stuff yourself into a suit like i want to be right. com- i want to walk up to the game in sweats you know what i mean like i want to be as comfortable as possible because for the next you know hour and a half i'm not going to be comfortable at all and i think the in the nba right. gets this like the players dress however they want um essentially and you know they i mean yeah so anyway um it's it, these are these are things that are like the last ditch effort of the nfl to like be safe white entertainment but i feel like uh them trusting their the these aspects and more to jay-z someone who's not shy from using his platform to promote yeah. blackness and and things that matter uh i, I think is a, is a is a step forward for the nfl um yeah totally but yeah but uh real quick i want to touch on the criticism a lot of people feel like be, especially because colin kaepernick is not involved in this in any way um right that jay-z has like essentially co-opted his movement and like is profiting off of it and and things like that i just i i don't think that that interpretation of what's going on with someone like Jay-Z is warranted because Jay-Z has a track record of, it doesn't have a track record of abusing his platform or using it irresponsibly. I think yeah. Jay-Z, if it, Jay-Z, if anybody is, is going to handle this in the best way possible with someone in his position. So I have, yeah. I have hope that may, even if Colin Kaepernick doesn't get a job out of this and i don't think that was ever the goal but uh, even if colin kaepernick doesn't get a job out of this or if colin kaepernick is not the face of this or whatever i I've, i think um jay-z is in the position and i think he will do right by um the the movement that was started by the protests of colin kaepernick and 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 Eric yeah. Reed and these guys so anyway we can we can get off of that but no, interesting yeah. interesting it, that's news like, that's like as of today right um, no, this, this, no, this was a couple days ago. Oh, uh, it was? Okay. It was earlier in the week. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, I saw it today. Oh, okay. Sorry, my, you're in, Mo- my you're phone in Montana. Is, the reception's not great. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, what, what has she got? Um, I got something so opposite of what we just talked about. <laughs> Sick. <laughs> okay, so this last week, uh, Olive Garden sold <laughs> i have this i have this in my notes okay. as well okay great the olive garden 
sold. Uh, I had to look it up because the details of this are very complicated. But they opened up for two hours. No, I'm sorry, for th- for thirty minutes. Uh, this last week, they sold pasta passes. And what a pasta pass is, is it's $100, and for like two months, uh, I think it's like September and October or something like that, um, it's 100 bucks, and you can go and you can get unlimited pasta, unlimited breadsticks, and unlimited salad. 100 bucks for these two months, you can go. Mm-hmm. Um, they're only selling 24,000 of them. But... In that sign-up window, if you're one of the first 50 people to select the lifetime pasta pass option, then you have the option of paying an additional $400, so 500 total, and then you get a lifetime pasta pass, and you get unlimited <laughs> pasta, breadsticks, and salad for your entire life. I have a question for Olive Garden. Like, do they realize (laughs) that there are, like, in Los Angeles alone, there's, like, millions and millions of homeless people? (laughs) 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 While they're playing their little free pasta game, like, like, all of this would have been amazing if, like, at the end of this, you were like, and for every card that they sell, they're going to give a lifetime card to someone in need. (laughs) Right. But, like... The fact that all or even, this, or even just like a couple breadsticks to cut to yeah. someone in need, <laughs> or even if they were like, you know what? Hey, we realize that this is ridiculous, and uh, there are homeless people everywhere, but we're still doing it. Even that would have been better than like them just doing this, because <laughs> <laughs> this is yeah. just the most ridiculous thing I've ever seen. You know what? And if they, if this was a charity thing, I think more people would go to Olive Garden. <laughs> Totally. Than what they're going to get for just doing this. Because let's face it, Olive Garden is not great. Olive Garden Garden is great if you live in Montana and your only uh, only Italian food options are uh, eat at home or go to Olive Garden. But in right. place, but in the rest of the country, like on the coast and stuff like that, like there's a hundred Italian places I would go to before I went to an Olive Garden for free. <laughs> yeah, crazy. Yeah, crazy. It's Olive crazy. Garden is is wild. <laughs> but long story short, I got that lifetime pasta pass. <laughs> <laughs> no, I didn't. I I didn't. Alfredo, Alfredo, Alfredo. Um. <laughs> Uh oh! Uh, I just posted about this yesterday on Instagram. Uh, did you see that uh, yes. Lucky Charms and Frosted Flakes did a crossover cereal? Yes, I did. <laughs> That's that, crazy. <laughs> I, I'm going to buy that immediately because Frosted Flakes is is okay. So I think we should do maybe we should do like a, a top ten breakfast cereal list. Uh. Frosted Flakes is is probably in my top three, and Lucky Charms is definitely oh, wow. in my top ten. And everyone's favorite part of the Lucky Charms is the charms. Like no one's like, man, give me that lucky. Obviously, no one. Right, <laughs> give me that lucky. <laughs> <laughs> give, give me those bland uh, rice rice puffs. Um, yeah, no thanks. So you take the Lucky Charms and put them on Frosted Flakes. What is life? I want that so bad. I know. Here's here's my theory. Um, there's been a, a big push in the past 
maybe 10 years towards mm-hmm. like much healthier stuff. And a lot right. of stuff that we grew up eating is like, oh, no, I, I can't eat that anymore. Or like, I would never feed that to my kid. Oh, mm-hmm. that's no, that's crazy. Uh, and these companies know this. And so what they're doing is they're coming out with irresistible things like yeah. Frosted Flakes, Lucky Charms to be like, yep. oh, you uh, you don't want these, huh? Oh, interesting. We'll just leave them on the counter here. If you want them, they're there. <laughs> uh, same thing, McDonald's all day breakfast. Yep. They're like, oh, you uh, you don't want an Egg McMuffin at 3 p.m. You don't? You sure? And a hash brown? Uh, Oreo, yeah. now, they not only have the, the double stuff, they have the mega stuff. Yeah. That's just Which, even more stuff. <laughs> Pretty soon it's going to be like, it's going to be Oreos, oops, all stuff. <laughs> and it's just going to be little circles of icing with no cookie. <laughs> oops, all stuff. <laughs> <laughs> like the Captain Crunch oops, all berries. Remember that? Oh, yeah, man. Oh, yeah. Oh, oh. man. I, I was actually bummed out about oops, all berries because I, I love Captain Crunch. I love just the OG, just regular, those little yellow bricks of goodness that's all i need man yeah. i don't need any i don't It'll even need crunch your mouth yeah i don't yes exactly <laughs> like you <laughs> like you can't eat hot food for two days but it's great <laughs> exactly uh yeah man I, I i don't even need crunch berries just give me the oops all captain crunch oops all regular captain crunch <laughs> yeah what if every <laughs> box of captain crunch was called that <laughs> like from the jump like it was never just established as captain crunch it was always called oops all regular captain crunch <laughs> the whole cereal line is based on it being an accident yeah yeah that's the conceit They're like we'll sell it'll be more attractive to customers if they think we abs- accidentally created this very tasty treat and so other companies try oh. to jump on so it's like oops all diet coke you're like, as opposed to what? What else were you going to put in there? Yeah. For some food for some foods it doesn't work. For some foods it's less appetizing. Like <laughs> like oops all medium rare steak. <laughs> like what what were you trying to make, you know? Or like or like oops all sushi. <laughs> <laughs> that that sounds troubling. Oops, Oops all sushi. <laughs> I feel like that's a t-shirt. Oh man. Yeah. Oh man, Let's if only it. we were if only we were graphic designers and we could make like a uh if anyone listening is a graphic designer with nothing better to do, uh please design <laughs> a, please design us a t-shirt that looks like a Captain Crunch box, uh but all the cereal in the bowl is rolls of sushi and it's called Oops all sushi. That would be amazing. And so you like dump the bowl. You dump like the box into the bowl and it's just like sushi rolls. You're like, what is this? <laughs> Am I I'm supposed to pour milk on it, right? Okay. <laughs> and instead of like, instead of milk, like, they, like, I don't know what house this is, but like they pull the, they, they, <laughs> they open the milk jug and instead of milk, milk in it, it's like spicy mayo. <laughs> <laughs> Like, what? Who lives here? It's like a mad scientist guy. He's like, excellent. Excellent. Oh, man. That's oh, that's hilarious. funny. Um, I'm that- really sorry to cut this short. Um, I need to I need to head over to the venue. All right. 
I guess we'll end it there. Um, you have any shout outs before right. you go? Um, I'd like to shout out Brad, I'm my gonna... tattoo artist. <laughs> Dang! No! Uh, you even gave me the opportunity, and I left it out there. Dang yeah, it. I, I'd like to thank Brad. I'd like to shout out Brad, his brother Trey, his wife Christy. I have to do it every time. His wife Christy, his son Knox, his other son Hart. Uh, there it is. And I'd like to also shout out Brad's girlfriend, uh, Aaron. Oh man, he's gonna be so mad. Oh, I believe it. <laughs> Uh, no, it's Aaron. It has to be. Anyway, we got that part out. <laughs> you, you tell me. <laughs> um, I'm going to shout out uh, it's Nathanos very Ibarra. Who? What? Nathanos uh, Ibarra and the Rev Dr. Dottie McStuffins on oh, Twitter. What? Those are, our, those are our Twitter fans. We what go back and the, forth. What was the second one? The, the Rev Dr. Dottie McStuffins. That's, uh, you know him. Ju- Is that Justin, Justin Campbell? Justin Campbell? Oh, yeah. yeah. Okay. I didn't know that was his Twitter name. That's really funny. Justin Campbell was taken <laughs> on Twitter. Apparently. Um, That's funny. Uh, but yeah, oh, we, uh, they, they were, they're the only people. Uh, our Instagram is great. We got a lot of people on there. But uh, our Twitter, it's basically just them. So shout out because they they reply and they retweet and stuff. Yeah, shout out to them. Uh, shout out to Elon Musk. He's a, a Yang Andrew Yang supporter. Yang Gang twenty twenty. Um, Yang Gang. <laughs> yeah, man, that's what it's called, the Yang Gang. Um, that's good. Yeah, I think that's all the shout outs I got. Sweet. Um, I'm gonna shout out uh, to Gregory, the uh, uh, lone driver? Uber driver <laughs> in you the give state him? of Montana. Did you give Did you give him a weekly regular sticker? Oh, I should have. Yeah, you no, should have. No, I didn't. After uh, the whole like no tipping thing, he wasn't he wasn't really in the mood. <laughs> he didn't He didn't want to. He didn't want a sticker of your face after that. <laughs> right. <laughs> um, yeah. Uh, shout out. Oh, shout out one more time to uh, my improv team, Lemon Pepper Wet. Uh, come see our show at the Comedy Central stage on Santa Monica Boulevard. Uh, Thursday, August 22nd. Uh, yeah, shout out to all those guys. Woo. Tickets are $20 at the door or $18 if yeah, you or uh, 18 get them from the <laughs> Yeah, 18 if you buy them <laughs> directly from me. So, yeah. All um, right. Where can people find you online? Uh, you can find me at Asan the DJ <laughs> on, on social media at AH. Uh, sorry, at A H S O. I forgot how to spell my own name. At A H S O H N the DJ or at Asan.com. Where can people find you, Brandon? Um, at B Shaw, B Shaw, B Shaw on the Soch. Uh, and both of us, you can find everything for this show at weeklyregular.com and at weeklyregular on Instagram, Facebook, and just a couple of us on Twitter. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, all right. I'm going to go eat some Lucky Charm flakes. Oh man, I'm gonna go get a uh, uh, oops all sushi. McDonald's all day breakfast. <laughs> oops all sushi. <laughs> all right. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, <laughs> oh no, I feel like you're gonna go into something racist right now. <laughs> like mm, arigato. Oh no, I wouldn't do that. Come on, man. I would That's apparently. You. <laughs> yeah, you go it, for it. Is it okay for me to do racially insensitive stuff because I'm black? It's more okay, yes. <laughs> <laughs> it's less bad. 
<laughs> yes. I'm not going to say it's okay, but it's less bad than if I do it. Yeah, I feel like I feel like Japanese people and black people have a lot in common. Yeah, uh, primarily that they're not white. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and our cultures have been mined for the uh, have been mined for the, ma- the amazing things we produce with little to no credit. <laughs> Prime example: Oops, all sushi. <laughs> yeah, the PlayStation Four didn't just drop down from space. All right. <laughs> Neither did jazz music. All right. <laughs> all right uh we should, we right. should get out of here <laughs> yeah all right see you all next right. week see you next week